0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Directing traffic from the base of the ruck, it's Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball with the Rugby Run on ESPNZ.
2: Cavalli gets it in. All Blacks pushing hard. Matera running towards the touchline. Time is up on the clock. There goes the siren. And Cabelli kicks it out. Argentina win for the first time in New Zealand. Wow, what a win! Light,
3: it's not somebody who's seen the
0: light. It's a cold and it's a broken, hallelujah. 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 A funeral today. Got to say, I'm heartbroken. Devastated. That performance from the All Blacks last night was simply appalling. As the All Blacks have been for the last 12 months under this coaching regime of Ian Foster, this hour we put the spotlight in focus on a dark day in New Zealand rugby. Telephone number, and want you to be a part of the programme. I want you to engage with me here is 0800 150 the lines are open. You can text us here on double eight double three. I don't ask for a lot in my life. I'm fairly liberal in my views. I believe that the judicial system should be separate from government. I believe the media should be separate from government. I believe in the rights of individuals and I believe in complete and utter freedom of speech. And I never really beg for anything. But I want to beg Ian Foster to resign. You need to resign, Ian. I'm told you're a good guy. But it's just gone too far. You're putting your own self-interest and your own ego ahead of the greater good of this country. And it's actually not a laughing matter anymore. You're going from being a good guy to a much maligned, almost, I hate to use the word because it might be too strong, but almost a traitor. I sort of feel like the enemy is within the camp. You're not a head coach, you've never had any vision, there's nothing cutting edge. And the message is stale. You and your mate Sir Steve Hansen, along with former CEO Steve Chew and now new CEO Mark Robertson, have been a cancer on the game. And it's coming to the surface. Please, please resign. The New Zealand Rugby Union are gutless. Absolutely and utterly gutless. They have gone rogue. Argentina, man. Argentina don't even really have proper professional rugby leagues. All their players play overseas. This is New Zealand. We've got two tiers of professional rugby. We've got talent to burn. Historically, we've told players why they're not good enough to be an all black. Other countries who don't have the depth simply tell a player why they are good enough. And we lose to Argentina at home. Argentina. After all the criticism... We lose to Argentina. This is not the first game of the season. Sam Kane, not good enough to be an All Black. Not good enough to be an All Black captain. Have some dignity, Ian Foster. Fall on your sword. Please, I am begging you. Go. And to the loyalty you show your players every week, when are you going to realise that this group of players are not good enough? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing every week and expecting a different result. The All Black brand has been undone very, very quickly. A hundred and thirty years of precision performance and no compromise—a brand that you'd put alongside a Ferrari and Lamborghini—is but be- quickly becoming a brand that you'd find on the shelves of the warehouse with a fifty percent discount. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight double one Why the hell is Will Jordan not playing at fullback? What is the fascination with the Barrett brothers? Are we still going back to that rhetoric of Oh, but they all grew up and played rugby together in the backyard. And their father played rugby for Taranaki. And let's just continue to romanticise what was a nice story for a week. When are you going to realise Akira Awani is a winger, not a centre. David Havili is a fullback and a utility, but not a starting second five eight. And what on earth? As all-black coaches, do you think it is okay to take Ethan De Groot, Samasone Taki Ahel, and Turo Lomax off the field collectively five minutes into the second half because you had it preordained? Let's take the best player off the field in Takalahi because that's what you do because that looks good on a PowerPoint presentation. absolutely had a guts full. Ian, you need to go. Resign. And take the New Zealand Rugby Board with you and take your CEO with you. I do not know any other industry well, your CEO, and let's be honest, your CEO of your playing group, the CEO of the All Blacks as your head coach, continues to survive. No CEO in any other industry would survive off the back of the results that Foster's delivered. It's not okay to lose in the name of trying to win the World Cup. That's not what we do. It's not what we do. You kill club rugby. No one gives a damn about the NPC anymore. Super rugby is a shadow of its former self. So all we've got left is the All Blacks because that's the way you wanted it because that's the cash cow. And now you're telling us it's okay for them to lose other than every four years. Players should hang their head. Did they go to the pub last night? Did they go out for a drink to release the valve because it's been a tough week? Are they going to walk through Canterbury Airport, Christchurch Airport this morning without face masks on and tell the public to chill out? Polish up their $5,000 sponsors watches that they got a couple of weeks ago? We lost... To Argentina, man. And what it also highlights with the Wallabies beating South Africa is just how bad South Africa are at the moment. We don't win this next Rugby World Cup. We have to then go another four years, which will mean 12 years. 12 years without winning it. 0800. 0800. One five zero eight double one is the number. Hugh Jean, good afternoon. Welcome.
4: Yeah, look,
1: I hear, I hear what you're saying, it's just unbelievable. What there's four losses, uh, three losses uh, at home, and the one in South Africa. Um, look, I'll be honest with you. This has been brewing. I did say a couple of weeks ago it was the changing of the guard, and I was bullish that there's two sides next year that are imposters for the Rugby World Cup, and they are. A um, they are South Africa, and you saw them lie down last night, and they are the All Blacks. We've had a good run. It, it's time to change, but I don't know about
0: the coach a year out from the World Cup. Oh, come on. We've got, Eugene, we've got no choice here. We've got no choice. Look, South Africa have proven. South Africa have proven to us. And I think it was the great um, South African fullback Nas Border who said on another radio show that the Rugby World Cup, it doesn't matter what you do this year. It doesn't necessarily matter what you've done two years ago. It's about timing. It's about getting your quarterfinal and semifinal and final right. Remember in 2018, was it, when we beat South Africa 57-0 at North Harbour Stadium? They won the Rugby World Cup. We've got to stop saying, hey, it's a four-year cycle. It's not a four-year cycle. It's a three-month cycle. Yeah,
1: agreed. Do um, you think our loose forwards have to go? I, I agree with you, Sam Caden has probably had a good innings as an all-black, a tight five. I agree with you with Will Jordan. He's probably their only hope in that channel at the back and they haven't been able to bring him in. Um, you know, and, and, and Akira Ione, he's probably not a centre. They're trying to make all these centres and make players and they have to go back to grassroots rugby specialists Go back to NPC this year and pick them. And if they're
0: good enough to get in and nobody knows their name, tough luck, pick mm. them. Hey, Eugene, lovely to have you on the programme. Thank you. Some really good texts coming in. A great call, Mark. I keep telling your station, what's the love affair with the Barretts? They can't pass. All they do is kick. Cody Taylor also has to go completely agree with Cody Taylor. 100%. He's passed his used by date. Let's go and look for that next hooker. Let's go and bring in the Blues hooker. Let's make some serious change here. Bill, good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm sick of it. I'm tearing my hair out. It's a bloody disgrace. Now, first off, I always said that that plum tree... The face like an undertaker, not a bloody motivating, all black inspiring coach. So he went. But Foster, even Mwanga and the Canterbury guys saying he's a good guy. Well, you don't get a game unless you say he's a good guy. Good guys don't win bloody tests. You need some mongrel. You need Robbo in there. Bloody the Razor. Foster's a nice chap, but you've got to make bad decisions. You can't be favourites of everyone. It's a bloody sham. He's got to go, and bloody Robinson, uh, the head of it, has got to go with him. He's going nowhere. I don't know what our bloody new sponsors think of this. We're meant to be the world's leading bloody
0: trademark. We're a laughing stock oh, at the we moment. We are a laughing stock and as long as Foster's there, as long as Foster's influencing his group of players, we ain't going anywhere. We need to go back to the baby yeah. blacks. We need to have a damn clean out. We need to bring through some young talent who are prepared to go out there excited about playing in the black jersey. Why can't these guys get a read on what everyone else says around Sam Kane? What is the fascination with Sam Kane? Oh, all, great all black shadow man.
2: Great
0: all black Teams he come have, from the same bloody place. Great all-black yeah. teams have great number sevens. You go through all the history. Yeah. We've had Jones, we've had Cronfeld, we've always had great sevens. We don't have a great seven. Artie Severe should be our seven. Artie Severe yes, should be our seven. Sure. Artie Severe should be our captain. The man leads from the front. Yeah, Kane's a
2: disgrace as a captain. He's had to be hooked off in the bloody last two tests. He's he's not the player he used to be. He comes from Waikato. He's one of Foster's bum chubbies. And that that that's it. The whole thing's a bloody disgrace. I'm as wild as you are. Yeah. And I'm I love I'm it. a mad sportsman and I've coached for fifty odd years at world level.
0: Yeah, look, Bill, lovely to have you on the programme. I love the passion, and I can just sense the angst out there as well. I can sense the angst out there. You know, the scary thing is, at the end of the year, we've got to play Wales who haven't beaten us since 1953. Well, I'm putting my money on the Welsh. We play Scotland, who have never beaten us. But hey, why don't we add to Ian Foster's record? After all, he was involved the first time we lost to Ireland. He was involved in the first time the lost to Argentina. One thing with Ian Foster that he's consistently good at is being bad. And then we've got to play England at Twickenham. We could even get beaten by Japan. Sam Whitelock, time to move on. I'm sick and tired of hearing about experience, experience, experience. I remember under, I remember, and look, the telephone number, I'd love you to f- phone through. Got a few callers sitting there. 0800 150 is the number. You can text us here on double eight double three. Jump on the phone, have your say. But always remember that when the All Blacks would win games in the 77th minute, oh, it's experience. Well, what about the first 77 minutes when the experience was on the field that got us into trouble in the first place? Experience is a supplement for talent, not a substitute. I'd rather have Alex Nankerville playing in midfield. A Conrad Smith type player. Dalton Papalihi. Zan Sullivan. Someone's just texting. Completely agree. Kurt Eklund. And I'm not just picking up Blues players. Please jump on the phone. Tell me. And why are we just going to start accepting losses now, that it's okay, because we've got time between now and the World Cup? Unbelievable. We're going to go through and just list the board members of New Zealand Rugby. I think it's only fair. I'm talking about Foster. We've talked about Sam Kane. We've talked about Mark Robertson. I think it's only fair that we mention the board members of New Zealand Rugby as well. Just going to name them. They're there because of their experience, their business acumen. I wonder, with their business acumen, if they would retain a CEO with as poor a track record as Ian Foster. No, they wouldn't. So why are we doing it with rugby? We'll take a break. We'll come back with more, 18 and a half minutes after one. Yeah, look, I, I agree with the music, I agree with the music choice, well done there. Um, what's your name? <laughs> oh, I'm just so bloody wound up, Ben, at the moment, mate. I, I just, I wear my heart on my sleeve, mate. I, I really, really do. <sighs> anyway, look, some really good texts that have come in, someone suggesting a suffer moor as an alternative hook, uh, completely, 100% agree. Um, let's go to the phones, though. Anthony, good afternoon, Welcome.
1: Afternoon, how are you uh, just ringing up about last night's match let's one o'clock back of fortnight Robertson come out of his fortnight ago today and, and basically gave the the press what they wanted to hear and, and the thing is he they all need to go like that they can't keep saying well we'll need to be lying thrown in the sand. they can't keep going on that we'll back him we'll back him but really, all they're doing is putting a smoke cloud above the blood on the floor. Like, these, they're answerable to Silver Lake are just not a sponsor. They're an investor. Like, if, if this was a company and you're an investor and your company was failing, you'd be asking questions and he'd just be rolled.
0: Well, look, here's the chair of the New Zealand Rugby Board, Stuart Mitchell. Now, he's a qualified accountant, highly experienced strategic and human resource consultant. He has over 30 years experience in various governance roles and has considerable experience working with councils in both private and public sector. OK, we've got Farah Palmer, deputy chair, elected to the board in December, captain the, the Black Ferns to three consecutive Rugby World Cups. So I'm not sure really the relevance of all of that. Uh, former senior lecturer at Massey University School of Management. Well, okay, I hope they don't preach and I hope they don't preach and lecture in mediocrity at university because clearly they do. I mean let's be honest, the university's been indoctrinated now by the far left anyway. You know, university is no longer a place to go and challenge the establishment. They're a bloody place for you know, just a safe haven for those that don't want to be offended. I'm gonna continue through this, Anthony, but continue.
1: And, that, and that's what I'm just talking about. Like There needs to be, like, Robert, Robertson done fit. Look, look what they did in the 44th minute last night. But They took the front row off, and we know that the Argentinians love playing it up front and open the door. They must have ended them, stopped the game at the 44th minute and said game over. It, it was And with Sam Kane coming off, he abandoned his, his players when, when they needed him the most oh, they but, needed leadership well, but, but, no leadership but, but from Anthony the
0: top he, to the bottom. He, he doesn't offer any leadership that's the thing he's actually just not that good he's just no, not he, that he, good he's
1: past, he's his day in the sun it's a bit like Dane Coles they why do they keep going to the same people I know you've you've got, got Dalton
0: the puppy pa- there who I thought was brilliant for the blues just give Dalton some time you, you know what the other absolute disgrace with Anthony Coming out here last night and giving Stephen Perifetta fifty seconds on the park—that was appalling. That was, that Absolute was a disgraceful.
1: Move by the—that the, was a strategic move by the coaches of the All Blacks that makes them ineligible for over, overseas contention now because he played for the All Blacks. Fifty-seven seconds or whatever it was. It, Mate, it I would have started.
0: I would have started Stephen Perifetta at fullback, if I hadn't have started Will Jordan at fullback, In fact, I would have been happy to give Stephen Perafeta Stephen a run at first five. I mean, let's be honest, all you are doing is experimenting. They, they yeah. don't care whether they win and or lose. It's just one giant... The, Anthony, it's just one giant... And, yeah, it's just one giant experiment in the lead up to the World Cup because that's what we've reduced rugby to. Hey, Anthony, lovely but that... You, but you look at... You, you're you talking about rugby and general in general in your
1: opening thing. You look at Australia leaving Super Rugby, no South African teams. Where are we going to get that experience that we need to be competitive on the world stage from nowhere?
0: Yeah, Anthony, look, lovely to have you on the programme. I sense your um, angst. Um, does it rival my angst? I don't know. I don't come on here to scream and shout and jump up and down, but I wear my heart on my sleeve, man. Um I just want to run through some of these other board members too. After all, man, they're custodians of our game. Okay? This is not a corporate. This is our game. You know, there's a lot of people that do it tough out there that tune into the All Blacks just to get a bit of a pickup, to go to that happy place. And for so long the All Blacks have made us happy. Uh, so we've got Bart Campbell. Now Bart is a sports marketing professional with extensive experience over 25 years across the UK, North America, and Australasia. Well, please, Bart, use the experience and do the right thing. Uh, we've got Rowena Devonport. Uh, Rowena joined Galloway Cook-Allen in 2000 as chief executive to provide leadership and support to the partners. She holds a Bachelor of Commerce from University of Otago. I'm just what really you trying to find where the real business now is here. Uh, Mark Hutton, appointed board member. International finance and private equity. No wonder we're so damn top-heavy and it's all about the money. Forget club rugby. Hey, who cares about club rugby? We've got St. Kennigan's College. You've got the Right Honourable Dame Patsy ready? Former Governor General? I don't know, I just run through this board and there just seems to be a lot of box ticking. A lot of box ticking. The only guy I probably have any genuine time for is Matthew Cooper. Maybe we need to get Matt on. Graham, good afternoon, welcome.
5: Oh, g'day, Mark. I'm on already. Jeez, how are you, mate? I'm I, good, thanks. I, I, love your, I love your passion, as always. Can I ask me something about about the MPC before I get on to the, 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 the recent All Black loss? Yeah, oh, I was pleased with uh, Canterbury's performance Friday night you know, against the Marcos. Yeah, well done to Billy Harmon and the team. I hope Cullen Grace isn't badly injured. Yeah, no, I thought Fergus Burke had another great game. Yeah, no, they, a bit of a depleted Marcos team, but... um. Was players out, but yeah, I was pleased Canterbury bounced back after losing to the Naki last week. But um, yeah, on the All Blacks, well, you know, I can't really add much more than what you've said. Even though I've called through, I mean, that you know, this was a, two weeks ago with we the violins playing, didn't we? After the, the you know the win, in, even though they won in South Africa, there was all this you know we're going to give them another go, and, and and then you get a you know pretty much a toothless performance like that. I mean. Some individuals played all right, but, you know, the Argentinian I and mean, Michael Checker, you know, I thought well done to him and <laughs> David Kidwell and, and his and his team. I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: ironically, isn't it, David, you know, David Checker was, an, know, out, uh, David Checker was an out, um, uh, sorry, Michael Checker. Michael Checker was a, you know, basically um, sacked from Australian rugby, was very inconsistent with his performance as his coach. Uh, when, when you go through and you look at David Kidwell, arguably the worst Kiwis coach we've had. Huh, and I here know. they do, in a country which really doesn't have a professional rugby league as such, footballing mad nation, coming to New yep. Zealand, playing at the home of the Crusaders, arguably the greatest rugby province historically in a country that's got talent for Africa where we lose players who end up playing for Ireland and beating us because apparently they're not good enough to play for us and we lose. It's unbelievable, Graham.
5: Oh, it is. Yeah, from whatever angle. It's, you know, it's a... A great, you know, it's up there with the Titanic and you know the Zeppelin and whatever, whatever year that went down, uh, the German Zeppelin in the United States nineteen something or other. But you know, it's um, you know, you know the iceberg, you know the iceberg was there, but they just kept going. And, and as you say, those board members, I mean, um, you know, I I saw it online the list, and other and some other people have commented to me, and they said, what do these people actually know about rugby? I mean, I'm sure, they, <laughs> I mean you're, you're looking at corporates. You know, vice cha- you know, it's almost like, well, let's get every vice-chancellor at every yeah, university and, and, and let's and make, put them on the rugby, yeah, New and, Zealand rugby
0: board. And, and let's just make sure to a box tick and make sure that we've got everything everybody represented and the sort of identity politics and it's just garbage oh, and it's rubbish and then they're all too damn PC to make the big HR call because, you know, they just don't get it as long as the money's rolling in and they think they're doing their job because the only damn thing they're interested in these days is the bottom line. As for that Players Association, you know, why don't they sit down with New Zealand rugby and negotiate giving money back when this all black team performs so damn poorly.
5: <laughs> hey, well, yeah, that would that would be yeah, a well performance pace. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and then you got you know, it's just McCaw's on there. I mean, you know, and you've got Hanson's, you know, yeah, basically out. Yeah, what, what
0: business now does Richie McCaw have? Oh, I know. So he's suddenly a director. But what business now does he have? What does oh, he I actually know. understand about finance? Th- this is sort of the dumb stuff. Oh, this I is did. the stuff that goes on in this country. Oh, I'll just give it to Richie McCaw. Why? He was a great all-black captain. Well, I don't know. Let's make him minister of finance, too, because he was a great all-black captain.
5: Exactly, you know, um, some you know some ex-all blacks like you know the late Wilson Winneray had genuine um, you know now scenarios areas like finance, you know, because he was a a fine businessman and and all sorts. But you know that that is well. Once again, it's just it's just a name, isn't it? And it looks good, and a lot of people nod their heads and go, "Well, isn't that great?" Well, no, it's not. It's not, isn't it? It's just. It's not actually an appointment to do yeah, with um, yeah. anything to do with his abilities um, off the field. It's to just, to, it just looks good to the, you know, yeah. and I think no, New Zealand's a, got worse
0: yeah, too. I, I call it the PowerPoint presentation. looks good on the PowerPoint, but it doesn't actually work in reality. Hey, Graham, lovely to have you on the program. Do appreciate yep. it. And, and no problem with you giving, um, you might attend, uh, what is it these days, the MPC side. A plug, we are going to talk a little bit of MPC. Got the Hawks Bay coach on after 2 o'clock. Um, narrow, narrow victory over my North Harbour boys. Uh, Shorten, good afternoon. Welcome.
6: Good afternoon. Well, yeah, commiserations, I guess we would say. Hey, um, Mark Robinson must be feeling feeling pretty good because I've got to be honest, most of us saw the writing on the wall. But, I mean, I'm, I'm used to, you know, the Warriors after you know, missing 42 tackles saying, you know, that that was a much improved performance. When, when I heard Foster <laughs> a couple of weeks ago after that, after that loss to tell me that all, all the improvements he'd seen... Um, look, let, let's be really, really frank and really honest about what we saw last night. Argentina on attack really didn't offer you a hell of a lot apart from some aggressive defence and one player that was, happened to be a very good kicker. That was all that we had to, had to go against and we made them look like world champions. I mean, Foster is absolutely clueless. And I, 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 just, I just can't imagine the pressure that Robinson must be under after coming to the, the initial decision to, to sign this guy on, but then to make it... A, a, yeah, because of one, one performance that was a very good performance to suddenly decide this guy's asked to the World Cup. I mean, we've, he's got all the records that we don't want. I mean, we are now becoming a basket case where even at home we can't, we can't win against nations that aren't at the top of the tree. You know, it's, it's really, it's really concerning because you know, I don't, th- I don't think Argentina were outstanding apart from a fair bit of effort. You know, to be honest, I mean, they, they, they were very good defensively. There's no, no doubt about that. But we threw nothing at them. You know, we, we are, we are just moving sideways all the time. The forwards laid a good enough platform for us to win yeah. many games. Normally, the All Blacks only get about forty percent possession, yeah. and that's enough for them to win games. Well, but- yesterday we had, I think about it was close to the 60, and we don't look like scoring points. So no, I don't know but, what but,
0: but, is but where is the evolution in our game? You know, the best 10 minutes, 15 minutes of rugby I've seen under Ian Foster was actually the first 15 minutes of the second half against France last year when we actually just pick and go and went up the middle and played direct. And basically, the old cliche, and it's never changed, and then earned the right to go wide. We still just continue to try and run opposite sides around. We haven't evolved at all. I, I do want to give some credit here. I, I thought last night, the one player and he's surprising me because I never I always thought "Mm, maybe All Blacks wasn't his level but I I was actually reasonably happy with Shannon Vrizzell in the sixth jersey to be honest
6: Yeah I mean one thing that I was I think was abundantly clear that Artie savier has got to be the overside flanker if we want want to get more physicality uh, I mean I think Sam Kane should have I don't think it will happen but I think he's surely got to play his last game I mean if you're taking off the All Black captain I can't remember outside injury the last time that happened. And I mean, we're, we're doing the old Blackadder scenario where you're picking a guy because he's, he's a nice guy and you think he's a captain, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we're really lacking some physicality in those loose forwards, so should, you know, I guess for Phil, is potentially one of those guys
4: can add that.
0: Yeah, hey, look, Sean, lovely to have you on the programme. Thank you, and um, yeah, I love the passion. I love the passion. I hope the powers to be are listening to this because I think they forget sometimes that it's not actually about them, it's about us. And you can sit there and say, oh, we don't get it. No, yeah, like I said, I've been around a lot of sport. Uh, I know how hard it is to run 100 mile a week. I know how hard it is for our cyclists um, living overseas just trying to get professional contracts away from home all the time in a brutal sport. Uh, Our swimmers, um, our kayakers, our rowers. And we continue to bring out the violin for these clowns. I'll say it and I say it all the time. When it comes to this all-black team, Surely the writing is on the wall. You cannot put back in what God has left out. You sense with Ian Foster, he thinks somehow it's just going to turn a corner. No, it's not. It's not going to turn a corner. It's not. Please, please, Ian, show some dignity and resign. Don't do this to you and don't do this to us. Okay, this is about ego now for you. That's all it is. It's you. You're selfish and you're self-centered if this continues. 0800-150-811 800 150 is the number. 800 150 is the number. You can text us here on 8833. Uh, I think John from New Plymouth was on the line. John, give us a call back. Love to hear from you. Um, yeah, still got a spare line there if you do want to get through. 0800-150-811. No this is just no more, dedicated to you, no more, Ian Foster.
2: What you say.
0: Telephone number 0800 150 First time this afternoon, we've got spare lines. If you do want to phone the programme, jump on the phone, have your say, feel free to vent. Tell me I'm wrong here. I am begging, for the first time in my life, I'm begging Ian Foster to do the honourable thing. New Zealand rugby clearly don't have the steel. Clearly don't have the nels. Clearly believe that it's OK to reduce rugby to once every four years. That's been evident by the damage that was done under the previous administration, Steve Chu, the death of club rugby, Mida 10 Cup, well, just being a development comp, super rugby, who cares? We've got St kennigan's College, we've got King's College here in Auckland, and as long as we've got the private schools doing the talent identification and pillaging the other schools, we'll be okay. John, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey, Mark.
4: Hey, how are you? Um, That's so bad. I didn't see the match, but first of all, congrats to the um, the Argies. First yeah, no, all, well, well, team
0: well team look, team. yeah, well said, John. Well said, mate.
4: <clears throat> first of all, like, like, I didn't. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Like, into are you. like, holy moly.
0: The all-black like accountability the
4: and all-blacks. accountability and and um, inadequacy, just in all of his depths. Coach, and the writings on the wall. Are you saying how the hell are the All going to win? I'm am an Irishman, first of all. How the hell, how are you, how are
0: you, how are you going to win the World Cup? Well, you can't, you can't. You you, you can That's win right a quarter say. final, but you can't win a quarter final, semi final, and final with this group of players. You just cannot do it. You just cannot do it.
4: No, and there's no like, I, like it's it's writings on the wall going way back, and so you're stuck with them now. And the board members, so, uh, Lord,
0: it's, it's uh, yeah. But John, well, but John, they're probably they're, and, and, probably they're probably getting lots of Instagram likes because the Barrett brothers. Uh, three brothers, all playing in the same team. And guess what, John? They all grew up in the backyard playing against each other in Taranaki, and that probably has got them a lot of Instagram likes, which has probably increased the All Black brand, and therefore the financial return on it. And John, I'm saying that sarcastically, but there's an element of truth in it, and that's unfortunate. Well, it's sad to hear
4: it, and it's the call qual- is yeah the play, like to, to put that player on with a few I didn't see but heard of One the boy a few seconds ago you bring on a sub but the match was over.
0: Oh, that, that was just tokenism. What an appalling way for Stephen Perifetta to get his all black debut. Put him out there for a token 50 old? seconds to reward him for being patient in camp. All right, what was your all black like yeah. debut like, Dad? Oh, well, actually, it was shorter than Marty Berry in 1986 and the Baby Blacks when that was the shortest test cap in history. I think 1986, before professionalism, before substitution, Marty Berry had the shortest test cap in history. It was 58 seconds and it was part of the Baby Blacks against the Wallabies at Eden Park. And, um, you know, now, now, Stephen Perifetta comes on great player too great player beautifully balanced right, so good yeah. Taranaki boy
4: yeah mm. yeah exactly so like it's, it's it's highlighting how inadequate how poor uh, and oh what's this nonsense about a nice person like where is this coming out of being oh like we have, yeah no, but nice no, it's the quality of coach you want really you want quality
0: culture. Oh, you just want somebody with some vision. You want somebody who's going to write a book everybody else depends. is going to read, mate. We're now playing catch-up. Yeah. We're reading the Irish book. We're reading, reading the Northern Hemisphere book. You know, we've had a history of 130 years. Where we've been the bestseller. Now, now, now yeah. you know, it, it's going to get to the point where we're going to watch the Great All Black channel, you, you know, everyone's going to subscribe to the History Channel to watch the Great All Black Sides. <laughs>
4: Probably. And we would faster the Disney Channel.
0: <laughs> oh, honestly, mate. Seriously, John. I, I mean, right. you, but you're with me. He needs to resign, doesn't he? He needs to do the but honourable thing. you know thing. as
4: well. It's the boys club. NZRU, he, he won't because he, he, yeah. he'll he highlight the issues there with NZRU. The sinking ship the NZRU, they're a boys club. And they're in it for the long haul now, sadly. Hmm. And yeah. it's highlighting the problems with NZRU, really, actually. Like, what's going on there.
0: Yeah, no, agree. Hey, John, lovely to have you on the programme. Thank you. I just want to... um. Read a little bit too here from, um, uh, sorry, I'll just bring it up. I've just got it. Where am I? Right, let's, um, yeah, so Barnes, the um, English rugby writer, uh, Stuart Barnes. And I I think this paragraph is really, really well written. It hurts me to say that. I'm not a big fan of anything English English rugby. um, But I think at this point you've got to be humbled a little bit. Uh, This is what he says. Barnes concluded, this is in the New Zealand Herald, The warning signs have long been evident. Kane is neither capable of captaining New Zealand nor wearing the open side jersey. Both roles require a rugby intellect that is beyond him. Alas, the same can be said for the New Zealand head coach, the extremely decent Ian Foster. No one denies that. Unless you don't resign, then you become one of those elected politicians who decides that now they've got a taste of power They want to run a dictatorship. Anyway, it goes on to say, Alas, the same can be said of the New Zealand coach, the extremely decent Ian Foster. The charge sheet against him is long, with the retention of a skipper, an act that was as mad as it was mistakenly honourable. Where Argentina offered leadership, all New Zealand possesses are ghosts from a glorious past. Lines are open, 0800 150 811. You're listening to SENZ. Hey, I uh, just want to acknowledge too, Jamie McKay texting and asking me to give my line apologise to me. I'd love to do it and I've come close to doing it, but you can only tell a story once, can't you? I don't want to be cliched with that, uh, but I tell you what, it would be nice if New Zealand Rugby did come out and apologise to the New Zealand public rather than just making excuses and talk about building and experimenting, you know? Hey, that's what the rest of the world does. That's not what we do. Lyndon, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey, Mark. How are you going? Good, Thanks.
7: Excellent. i just uh, preface the call by saying I'm a one-eyed can'tab supporter but I'd love to see Artie get a crack in the 7 jumper and I'd love him to have a crack with the, captains, the captaincy. I think that uh, there's been so much criticism of Kane. I think just take the captaincy away. Artie's the first bloke on your team sheet, probably in the wrong spot but I'd love to see him get a crack. You get a good campaign or two under Artie and I think uh, he leads from the front every week. Uh, it's, it's been hard, a hard watch. I'm out in, in Adelaide in South Australia and it's to an AFL town, as you know, but uh, a weekend off AFL, had had the in-laws around to watch, watch the ABs last night, and uh, it was a hard sell. I think it was hard to watch that rush defence. It's like it seems to be the only strategy against the All Blacks, and I don't know whether we've been able to counter it yet.
0: No, well, that's it. So sometimes you've just got to play more direct. You've got to go up the middle. You know, we've always been a team that has had the best Lucys and the best sort of Type 5 historically, and we've got to just pick and go, but we still just seem to want to run teams around and play at pace. But the problem with that is sides know how to slow us down now. Oh, I, look, just on your comment, Lynn, and we've still got time here, someone's just texted in, and I appreciate it. Just sent this to my mates where he coached for the World Cup. Won't matter who coaches us. I cannot remember in my lifetime when the All Blacks would have no players, the best in the world in their position. 2015 team had 9 or 10 of the best players in the world and, and other than Artie Sevier who I think is the best, still the best loose forward in the world in any position they're 100% correct. We don't have anyone anyone. I think Will Jordan could be the best fullback in the world but we're playing him on the wing.
7: Yeah you right he needs a spell at 15. I'd love to see him in a bit of space and, and have that up yeah, having well, well, to have a
0: go. But this was Ian Foster's comments during the week on on that. He said, "Oh, look, he's on the wing, but we're sort of empowering him to be, you know, a bit more than that. We just want to see see how that works out." Like, sorry, so he's a winger, but he also can float loosely in that fullback role, and we're sort of experimenting. You know, this this is this is the mindset that we're dealing with, mate. With, yeah, I don't want to be too derogatory, but Ian Foster is starting to, in my opinion, starting to look more and more like a clown, mate.
7: Yeah, I'd love to see Razor get a crack. Just to, to finish on a positive note, obviously in and Adelaide, and we've had the we've had the test here with the the, um, the box and, and Wallabies, and then we had the Black Ferns opener. I was at a high performance centre on on Friday, and the the Black Ferns were through. Um, they had a session in the morning, and and the guys who ran the performance centre sat out as a Kiwi, and they were thrilled to tell me how fantastic they were. He said they must have that that sweep the sweep sh- sweep the sheds type mentality. Uh, he said the place was put back immaculately, and, and obviously translated mm. to, to the field. So good but, to see the girls get up there. Yeah,
0: no, lovely call. and and that again is the class that you see with Wayne Smith. When the All Blacks were successful under Hanson, it was Wayne Smith. Notice how the All Blacks went into decline when Wayne Smith left. Just on the apologies, apologise to me line that I used on Radio Sport. Always remember Ian. Um, always remember Hanson saying, "Oh look, judge us on the World Cup." Well, we got knocked out in the semi-finals and we knighted him. The Old Boys Network have gone rogue. It's official. We'll talk Ranfilly Shield coming up after two. It is 30 seconds after two. Mark Watson off the bench for Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball. Um, Coming up after three o'clock, we're going to talk some swimming. New Zealand um, short course championships on at the moment. We're also going to talk some Q Sports, one of the best Pool Players in New Zealand is going to join us on the programme after four and Ben is going to take us through the Darts Masters, which has just been staged here in Auckland. We will continue to open the lines as well on 0800 Some really good texts that have come through. Uh, someone thinking I'm Ricardo. I'm actually Mark Watson. He says, um, "I hope you're well." All through my life, I am now 68. The All Blacks were the epitome of greatness. I admired the way they played. Being Australian, I didn't mind being beaten by the All Blacks. It was a pleasure to see how they play. The past six months were a shock, seeing how the Blacks, All Blacks, have fallen into a giant hole. Something that, um, something has to be done. That's Richard of Sydney. Yeah, look, and New Zealand maybe shouldn't take this as a criticism. Just see the passion that is coming in here. People care, man. This is their game. Speaking, speaking of grassroots, speaking about the heart and soul of New Zealand rugby, and I've always said this, I think that the NPC should be the premier competition in this country. Bring back the glamour that is the Ranfurly Shield. Now, Hawke's Bay, North Harbour, my mob. Hawke's Bay looking to retain it, their 13th consecutive defence of the Ranfurly Shield. They ended up getting the job done, twenty five, twenty three, in a thriller. Josh Sims, the coach of Hawke's Bay, joins us on the program. Josh, good afternoon. Congratulations. Welcome.
8: Yeah, thank you. appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Um, heart rate. What was your heart rate in the last three or four minutes, mate? Come on, talk to me. Uh, I want yeah, some numbers. No, I want some it, numbers.
8: Yeah, well, I wrote down in my book 697, which was <laughs> the amount of days. The amount of days that we'd had the shield for, and I thought, well, it has been a good run. Um, but, you know, the boys have, you know, we had nearly 8,000 people there, and, and the boys grew an extra leg in that last sort of 10 or 12 minutes, and uh, we managed to sort of sneak one out from under North, underneath North Harbour, fortunately for us.
0: Yeah, they're a good side, North Harbour, aren't they? They're a side that you can't take lightly. Uh, but having the Ranfilly Shield, is that the reason you think you got across the line yesterday?
3: Oh, it's
8: certainly a huge part of the community. To be honest, it's it's, it's more than just the rugby community, um, and it's more than just our team. Obviously, you know, there's a, a huge part of it is, is you know how it's embraced by all of Hawks Bay. Um, and you know, as we showed yesterday, we you know Shield Challenge number thirteen, and we had eight thousand people packed the park, and and uh, you know, fantastic atmosphere for that last sort of mm. ten or fifteen minutes helped the boys ride home really.
0: Mm. Lincoln McClutchy. Tell us a little bit about Lincoln, big game temperament.
8: Yeah, nothing phases Link. He's a bit like uh a bit like Falau Fakatava, to be honest. So, you know, you put them in whatever scenario and situation and, and and to be honest, they'd play exactly the same. So yeah, I, I look we're really stoked for Link too to, to nail that. He hasn't had a great run this year with, with Moana and I I I'm guessing you know, that's a bit of weight off his shoulders to do that, particularly for his province. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when, when you when you prepare and plan for North Harbour. Um, what were you expecting from them and, w- and what was part of the planning yeah. in terms of negating what they bring? Try
8: not to give kickable penalties to Bring Gatland, So we didn't do that. Um, try not to give Tavita Lee the ball in space. So we didn't do that. Um, yeah, no, we probably did everything we didn't want to do for, for 50 minutes, probably. Um, but, hey, look, it said they're dangerous on the outside and... and um, their coaching staff has sort of really turned the corner with them, they're they're a pretty dangerous outfit and certainly dealing, something to deal with up front and then of course probably the most dangerous outside three in in the competition.
0: Why did they not execute that plan in the first 50 minutes? Is it more because North Harbour didn't allow you to or did it come down to one or two individuals who clearly hadn't listened?
8: (laughs) Uh, I think it's just small margins, Mark, Uh, when when it comes down to things, you know, the you know, you would, Lee didn't need very much space for for uh, you know a turned over line out just before half halftime, um, and then we just got our we just got our, our read wrong on one of our uh, one of their strikes, and and uh, Sean Stevenson was in our backfield, and once they're in our backfield, it was mm. yeah you know, they're pretty hard to catch.
0: Mm. So uh, when you sit these guys down at half time are you a shouter, Josh? What what sort of coaching style? Uh, uh, what sort of communication style do you bring? And what was the conversation that you had yesterday?
8: Oh, look, I think you've only got a couple of bullets when you want to shout and scream, to be honest. Um, and if you use them all up in one game or in the first couple of games in the year, you've got nothing left. So, no, look, our messages were pretty simple at time. We'd, we'd, we felt like we'd probably gifted them, 14, you know, 14 points. Um, and so we were we were probably in the margin that if we if we got our errors down and we, we played at the right end of the field, it was a reasonable breeze behind us in the second half it you Know things the tide would turn and we would would get more opportunities. Um, just the tide didn't turn probably till the 70th minute, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Brody how did he slot back in? How did he fit into the side? I mean, when was the last time we saw him in a Hawks Bay jersey? Uh,
8: over a decade ago. Um, you know, he was fantastic. You know, he brings that trademark physicality, and you know, I mean, some of the little areas that people wouldn't notice, but he, he really re added some, some huge oomph to our scrum. Um, and, and we were able to put Harbour into some real pressure at scrum time um, and so yeah I mean, look he's, he's a real professional and, and you know he's desperate to be black, back in that black jersey and you know, you can just see that he wants to be back in there and wants to, you know, help the All Blacks be where they should be, which is, you know, the top team in the world.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine uh, I'd imagine for Brody too, though, the fact that, you know, the All Blacks basically means that these days you don't really get to play in the MPC. But here he is and he's playing in a shield clash in front of 8,000. It's a nice sort of throwback. I'd imagine it would have been pretty special for him, though.
8: Oh, absolutely! You know, I think it's his first. I think it's his first one playing for it, um, and it's his first time for Hawks playing in eleven years. So, yeah, you know, I know we were stoked. You know, and, and if we get them back again, or at the moment, you know, we've, we're we ecstatic. We have got Brad Weber at the moment, and and uh, and any time you get these world class players, you you just make the most of them and pick their brains and and let them, you know, let them go and do their things.
0: I, I want to just ask you about Langi Vicenia. You originally went through my old school, Mount at Grammar, then he went to Kelston, and there was big raps on him. He never maybe fulfilled his true potential, played a little bit overseas and sort of come back, played for Moana Pacifica. How have you found him in the environment? What are you doing to get the best out of Lange?
8: Yeah, no, Lange, a, he's a wonderful kid. Um, I, I was lucky enough to coach at Kelston Boys High School uh, a long while back, um, and, and we've always, I've always you know...
0: I think you, I, think, I think you took the Mawaska Cup off us.
8: <laughs> yeah, it would be right. 2000, he was also,
0: 2011 I think.
8: Yeah, no, that'd be correct. That'd be right. He's, you know, and he's a wonderful, you know, he's a wonderful kid and and well man now that he is. And we, you know, we we've got big raps on him. And I guess he's just one of those guys that just needs that care and attention and uh, the ability to show that typical West Auckland flair. Um, and you know, as I said, we're, we're just we're just stoked that he's in our environment, not running against us. Yeah,
0: just on that, just on that, I'm going to segue here. But you'd be pleased that Kelston won the Auckland One A competition yesterday, beating St Peter's, and almost a similar scoreline to what you beat North Harbour.
8: Yeah, no, and that was an absolute cliffhanger too, and a fantastic game, and, and again another another showcase of secondary school rugby. Um, you know, particularly in that One A One A competition, is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. And it was great for Kelston Matt howling you who know, he was uh one of my one of my students back when I coached Kelson boys and it's wonderful to see him now coaching and doing a fantastic job with them. um I felt a bit for St Peters, you know they had a had a wonderful season as well and and probably just came across at the wrong time really um but uh you know again the it's just the, the beauty of that competition it, it just throws up those fantastic games.
0: 5 games into the MPC uh, you're top of the odds conference, uh, White Otago, Bay of Plenty, Counties Manukau, Wellington and Southland in that conference. So 5 games into it, uh, out of 10, what sort of grading and rating would you give yourself?
8: Uh, that's a tough one. Um maybe maybe a 6. We've we sort of we've really struggled to put it all together this year to be honest as a collective. Uh, defensively we've we've had games where we've been wonderful and and then the next time we've been poor, and our attack we've we've sort of spluttered and stopped and started, and got our ball going when we've needed to, and then got our backline strike when we've needed to. So it's, yeah, it's probably been a bit spluttery, um, but that sort of comes with it, comes with the territory of of a pretty quick turnaround out of um, Super Rugby and then international rugby. Some of our guys didn't didn't return from the Pacific Cup of Nations until a week before the competition started, so. It's, uh, yeah, it's just finding our feet at the moment. I mean, I'm hoping that we will quickly. Um, and then obviously, you know, we've got some, some real challenges coming with Canterbury uh, in a week's time. And and then, you know, roll on Southland and Wellington and Tasman Bay of Plenty. It's, uh, it's a pretty hairy old finish.
0: Yeah, have you been surprised by the depth across all the teams? And which teams perhaps have thrown up the biggest surprise?
8: Um. Yeah, I mean, look, it's always... It's always interesting. I mean, obviously, we found I looked at Northland squad on paper and went, "Wow, well, they're going to be really, really challenging." And obviously, they've, they've proved that. Um, and you know, they've come out of nowhere. But again, most most teams in the competition are challenging at their home at their home place or uh, at their home turf, or even away, to be honest. So, and of course, you add in the shield, and that can be that can be a real a real get up for teams when they come to play us
0: mm. H- Have you taken the Ranfley Shield home and slept with it?
8: <laughs> yeah well, we've been lucky we've been having it for had it for so long um it's sort of done the rounds a bit um yeah, and I think I think it, it it gets around the place, gets around the tracks. My kids, I, I think my kids' glasses are, are sick of it coming to show and tell. So, yeah. no, uh, no, yeah, you can go somewhere else now. Yeah.
0: No, I asked that cheeky question because I know with the Stanley Cup and ice hockey, every player gets a night they can do it, and has ended up on the bottom of swimming pools. Uh, it's been yeah, some wonderful stories where the Stanley Cup's been, and I just wonder uh, now that you've had thirteen defenses, just exactly where that where that Rand shield has been, and maybe we just need to encourage people to wash their hands.
8: Yeah, no, we went back to New Zealand rugby uh, in February this year, and it, it's been a good uh, sort of two months having a, having a good refurb with the trophy trophy specialists and mm-hmm. a bit of a polish and a bit of a, a bit of a tidy up. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, look, that's part of it. We we find it's part of our community. So mm-hmm. it goes everywhere. It goes out to Pirongahau, to to the to the rugby club or to the surf club, and it goes all over the show. And that's. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of, part of the mystique of it.
0: Hey, just, just quickly while I've got you, you talk there about having coached Calston, and now you're suddenly coaching here at an MPC level. I mean, I imagine at school it's yes, sir, no, sir. Um, then you start sort of <laughs> coaching semi-professional adults where it's not always yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, how big a transition um, and what have you had to do to adjust?
8: Oh, I think, I think the challenge isn't whether it's, you know, telling people what to do or not. I think it's picking your moments. Um you know and men men when you know men or anyone they, they want to be able to do their job and sometimes to do your job you need to be told told what and how to do it um and then again there's that huge amount amount of getting these guys empowered so that they can make the appropriate decisions uh when it's their turn so yeah look it's it's a challenging one um but again it's you know people just want to be people just want to be loved and looked after and I think whether you're 18 or 28, um, you know, if if you're told you're doing a good job, generally that that makes you feel pretty good.
0: Mm. So what, your next Ranfilly Shield challenge against Southland, is it?
8: Yeah, correct. Yeah, we've got Southland in uh, two weeks' time at McLean Park.
0: Oh, brilliant. Hey, look, Josh, lovely to have you on the programme. Congratulations. I mean, it's an old cliche, but it really was a thoroughly entertaining game yesterday. And yeah, great to see 8,000 people turn up. Really good to see that that Ranfilly Shield still means something to people.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And we've we've got a wonderful wonderful home support and a wonderful uh array of fans and we keep you know, we mm. take we don't take that for granted.
0: Yeah, and I've got to say outside of Manor, but Grandma Kelston my second favourite team.
8: <laughs> well done. Okay. Well done. And then hey, St. Sin must be third, eh? Hey?
0: <laughs> and King's fourth, <laughs> followed by grandma. Here. Hey, lovely to have you on the programme, Josh. Hey, well done. Thank you. No, problem. thanks. There you go, 13 and a half minutes after two. What a good bloke, eh? What a good bloke. I love that. See, that's what coaching should in this country be. It should be a legitimate pathway. You know, you shouldn't have to be a former All Black. You shouldn't have to be on the cover of Women's Day. You should just be a hardened professional. Field for North Harbour, I don't think, when was the last time Harbour won it? 2006, I think, they won the Ramfellish. She'll beat Canterbury. Did they beat Canterbury? Yeah, 2006. So, yeah, but would North Harbour and Aucklanders appreciate it? I'm not sure they would. I think Southland might. Taranaki have had a decent run of it in recent times. But look, it's another competition. I'll say this in all seriousness, and, and maybe Hawke's Bay are the exception to the rule, but I reckon that prior to the MPC starting and if you had gone to someone in January this year sort of in the middle of summer and said hey who holds the Ranfurly shield I reckon a lot of people wouldn't have been automatic and I think that is another indictment on the rugby administration in this country allowing one of the great stories of New Zealand rugby to slowly be lost Just more of the damage that has been done. Uh, just some texts that have come in. Please stop referring to Perifera as Taranaki bred. I've never said he was Taranaki bred. I know that he played for Taranaki. He's from Whanganui and only moved to Naki as Whanganui is what? What's the? Let me just see what the rest of that text says. Um, is stuck in Heartland Rugby, just like um, Naholo. Yeah, uh, look, um, I, I just think the, the treatment of Stephen Perifera yesterday in that test was appalling. Let's just throw him on there and give him an all-black test when it was done and dusted for 50-odd seconds. Well done, Stephen, for sitting here, being part of our squad, being the ultimate team man, we will reward you with your all-black jersey. Had a sense of just tokenism about it, didn't it? Is that how you want to have your all-black debut? What's wrong with starting the guy? I mean, Richie Mowanga. the moment he's put under pressure, he goes missing. He's bloody good at Super Rugby because of the style that Super Rugby is. Now, this is where the thinking needs to go. Let's be honest. The clown's running the All Blacks at the moment. And, and, and I can't really find a nicer word because I'm that frustrated. They're happy to experiment. So why not take the experiment to the far extremes? 16 minutes after two. Uh, Look, if you have just joined us, you want to have your say on the All Blacks um, and you haven't heard earlier, I've been fairly um, upset, annoyed, um, apologies for the language, but ultimately pissed off. And I think that's the feeling that we've had from everybody texting in and from the callers. But I'm begging... Ian Foster to resign we've always said about the All Blacks that no one player is bigger than the All Blacks well I can say one coach is no bigger than the All Blacks when does he think this is going to turn around You know what's the point of the media going to the players saying oh Ian Foster's our guy the top players say Ian Foster is their guy and they're 100% behind him of course they are because he is picking you morons Sam Kane, not good enough to be an All Black. Not good enough to be All Black captain. You cannot turn donkeys into thoroughbreds. You can't. Awani, not a centre. He's a winger. David Havili is not a second five-eight unless he's got Jack Goodju outside of him. We're in a world of trouble, man. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight double one. If you want to phone the program, I want to hear someone from the Hawks Bay. Eight thousand people turned up. If you were at that game yesterday and watched Hawks Bay win that Ramfield Shield, I, I just want to get inside your head. I want to understand why you're going along. Is it still pure? Has it not been corrupted by commercialism? Is that your level now? I see a lot more people going along to senior club rugby. 0800 150 Another interesting point yesterday they had the North Harbour, uh, the Auckland 1A combat at Eden Park. About t- like five to 10,000 students turned up from both Calston and St. Peter's. The moment it was finished, they all left. Didn't bother hanging around for NPC games, just left. they should be concerned 0800 you can text the program here on 8833 some really really good text boys come in the text machine has gone crazy what's the official we've got a official name for our text machine haven't we there Ben temper beard post text machine I do yeah do and by the way don't just not just say some advert uh, anytime time you hear the temper beard post, if, look, if you're buying a beard at some point in the future, you see those brands, please purchase them, okay? They're the reasons why we go to air. They're the reasons I get 50 cents an hour, okay? Mind you, if you don't like me, then I guess you could say, well, I don't want him on, so I won't support the sponsors. Mind you, then if you're st- still listening to me, though if you didn't like me, you wouldn't be listening to me, and therefore, you, yeah, anyway, we'll take a break. OK, this is the Rugby Run. Mark Watson with you. Um, we're going to get um, Mark Stafford on the programme who ho- who hosts the afternoon show um, here on uh, SENZ and does a fantastic job as well because he's been texting me a few statistics and stuff. And I know he doesn't want to come on. He doesn't want to come on and fire all shots. I think he wants to save those for tomorrow afternoon. But he has sent me through some fascinating statistics in and around... Ian Foster and the All Blacks. Okay, Mr. Stafford, good afternoon, welcome. How are you? This feels a bit strange, me chatting to you when occasionally I do the odd thing for you. You're a regular part of the furniture. I'm just a I just come off the bench occasionally, Mark.
9: <laughs> you do, but uh, and it's you're always willing to come on my show. So when Big Ben Francis and the producer booth said come and chat to Water, I said okay.
0: Ian Foster running at 63% with the win rate against all nations, but it actually gets a little bit worse than that if you do break it down, Mark.
9: Yes, 54.5% uh, against the IRB top 10 teams. It's, it's really not great, is it? And I'm trying to get my head around, because I know tomorrow's going to be a big, big show. Um, it's like you bullet point things, as you know, when you prep for a show, you bullet point things. I've run out of paper. Hmm. I've run out of pay. I don't know what the main bullet points are. It's just so mystifying.
0: Mm, yeah, look, it's it, it's frustrating. Do, I mean, Mark, I, I'll be honest. I, I've sort of tied up over the last two days. I, I for as bad as we've been, I expected this All Black team to beat Argentina last night.
9: Oh look, so did I. And the the fact, the biggest thing for me is. Um, We were duped over in South Africa, and I was one of them, into thinking, okay, they finally found their mojo. He named exactly the same team, and it was the polar opposite two weeks later. That, to me, is coaching. That's not the players. That, to me, is coaching. And it looks devoid of plans. I mean, there was a wonderful try that the Wallabies scored against South Africa where Lollisea broke through, a planned move, uh, and it was scored by uh, Michael Hooper's replacement. Marvellous. Inventive. I haven't seen anything inventive in our backs for a couple of years. I just haven't seen it. A, a really good try to Caleb Clark with a good incisive run by Geordie Barrett. But that was one example. Mm-hmm. We saw Richie Moonga make a massive break through the middle, um, and what he got tackled and turned the ball over, and they kicked it down, and we lost mm-hmm. all of that ground. It's just, it just, it's a game that just keeps letting us down. And you know, we hear it. ad nauseum, Ian Foster's a nice bloke. Is he an all black coach? It's probably not.
0: But but look, Mark, and again, you're going to have your own say on this tomorrow, but I have called for him. I think it's now up to him to resign. Um, and I think it's the only decent thing to do. And I think if he doesn't, then he's going to become incredibly maligned. And yeah. I think there will be genuine hate because, as I said, there's no one player bigger than the All Blacks, but we've got a coach suddenly starting to believe that perhaps he is.
9: Yeah, and he's damaging his reputation. Agree. Right? And but the the other sad thing is, let's not forget what an amazing All Black Sam Whitelock has been. Correct. Is he an amazing All Black now? Cody Taylor, wonderful All Black. We've talked to Jeremy Paul a number of times. A really good Wallaby hooker. Said Cody Taylor's a fantastic. Was a fantastic player. Was is starting to come into our vernacular, yep. and we are destroying reputations by continually picking this. I mean, he, he, he was dragged kicking and screaming to, to select these young bulls, these young props. and But he was sticking with Nepo Lalala He was sticking with all of these older guys. He was forced through injury and concussions to put in these young guys. And boom, look what they did. And uh, I mean, their, their games were all right last night. They, they destroyed scrums. They were fantastic. Yeah, um, but- and that was through reluctance of selection.
0: But you scratch your head though when you just see the front row just being replaced completely. You've got Taki Aho, who's probably the best forward on the park, alongside of um, alongside of Adi Sevilla, and it's almost like, well, we predetermined that he was coming off after forty eight minutes. I, I, I just I struggle with that mindset. Why do you do that when you've when one of the big problems that's been indicated and discussed by a lot of people is our lack of depth.
9: Well. Samusani assani I agree. He was our best player on the park. I think he's been our best hooker for a long, long time. Again, reluctantly, mm. he's been picked. And now look what he's doing when he's finally been picked. The Argentinian hooker played 79 minutes. Correct. When Ian Foster was, when Ian Foster was asked why he was taken off, he said it was a soft-tissue situation. Well, all three had soft-tissue situations. Tani Alatupo plays 80 minutes for mm. the Wallabies. This was a must-win. This is, They said line in the sand marker in the ground you tell those guys you might have to go for 80 and no quitting and don't stop. Look at the Argentinians beating their chests Mm. when they were winning turnovers. Our guys don't. Mm. I know that South African flair and passion that's in their DNA. We need to fight it because, man, it's important at the moment.
0: Yeah, but again, you know, we had that win um, at Ellis Park, which is a really, really tough place to play and win, and it was a great result. But then the fact that South Africa earlier in the year lost a test to Wales, they were tipped up by Australia last night, you suddenly start to realise that South Africa rugby, well, South Africa is perhaps not as good as we gave them credit for and that we were just absolutely woeful in that first test against South Africa.
9: And people were offering up the uh, reason slash excuse that the All Blacks hadn't been playing South African Super Rugby and weren't used to that combative type of play. Australia, same boat, and they put them to the sword last night. Mm. Absolutely put them to the sword. So that doesn't stack up. Running out of excuses is what I...
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, the, and, and again, I'm sure you're going to touch on this tomorrow, but I didn't appreciate the tokenism, and I felt for Stephen Perifetta coming on for 50, what 57, 58 seconds, shorter than, or well, maybe a little bit longer than Marty Berry once did in '86. But yeah, I, I just what, what, why, why, why did they bring him on? What just to give him his token All Black jersey because he's been a good team member? That's not. I can't imagine that's how he imagined his All Black debut.
9: No, it was disgraceful. And that, to me, was a real litmus test of where their heads are at. I mean, I'm just expecting Ian Foster or, or the coaching staff or management to say, oh, look, we'd, we'd whistled down and we were going to give him five minutes, but there just wasn't the opportunity. Do You just tell him to sit back down. We'll, mm. we'll give you your test cap next week or something. It was it was disgraceful. I mean, the poor fella trots out, gets his big mug on the screen, 40 seconds to play, doesn't touch the ball, game over. How does he feel? What What... What an insult. What an absolute insult.
0: Mm. Look, uh, Mark, um, I want to ask you this, and again, another I'm sure this will be another discussion point in regards to a number of players, but is Will Jordan, Geordie Barrett, who would you pick at fullback?
9: I'd still pick Geordie Barrett. Um, I would still pick Geordie Barrett. Will Jordan, uh, I mean, we saw a lot more of Caleb Clark last night. Will Jordan needs to roam. Interestingly, during the week, Ben Smith, one of our greatest ever, um, was on a podcast during the week, and it was put to him, is Will Jordan a fullback or a wing? And he said he's a fullback that can play wing. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't mind that they've stuck with Jordy. I think he's reasonably effective. Do we see the best out of Will Jordan? No, but he needs he needs to modify that. We we used to play two and three fullbacks back in the Corey, Jane, Israel, Dag, Days, Rich Kahui. Mm-hmm. We, we had that good attacking. Team. They haven't worked out a plan. And again, Will Jordan's copying it. Jordy Barry, Barrett's copying it but it's coaching. It, it just seems to me to all come back to coaching. Mm.
0: So, so, so what do we do here? Do we just sit back now and just tolerate this, watch the all-black brand slowly diminish, start accepting result, losses start saying that rugby is now actually just about once every four years, even though now, sporters come out on another uh, radio programme that I listen to on a podcast saying, look, the Rugby World Cup, if you start planning four years out, you're just wasting your time. You can actually do this in a three-month window, as South Africa proved last time around. Um, you know, look, Foster, he just surely has to do the honourable thing here.
9: Well, Yes, yeah, to save his own face. Um, I've banged on long before the Foster cycle, probably in the Steve Hansen cycle, with every time you put that black jersey on, you represent our country and you represent us. I don't want to build to World Cups. Every single test match. I agree. Is I'm, not a, I'm not interested in four-year cycles. That's just the tournament. This, you don't build a legacy every four years. You build a legacy every week for eighty minutes. Yeah, and they've lost sight of that.
0: And that's why the All Black brand's valued at three billion dollars because of that mentality.
9: Yes, yeah, well, it was valued at that. I'll be very interested. There'll be some. Interesting well, phones. apparently, um, apparently it's for, on. Well, hey?
0: Apparently it's on sale at the warehouse, fifty percent off.
9: <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Hey, now oh, it's just. Uh, it's so flummoxing.
0: Yeah. Well, look, Mark. Hey, lovely to have you on the program. Looking forward to your show tomorrow. What you boys kick off from twelve o'clock? Going to light it up.
9: Twelve o'clock to one o'clock. It's all about uh, listener feedback. I'll start with a couple of thoughts, of course. But um, we usually have midday madness, twelve to one, as you know, when you've uh, oh, well, we've got the Ian
0: Fo- we've got the Ian Foster press conference, so you can just put that on midday madness. We've got it saved. Oh, we'll leave it that. there for you. We'll label it for you. Staffy's midday madness. The Ian Foster. Press conference.
2: <laughs> oh boy,
9: oh boy! I feel sorry for the bloke. He's copping it all in the neck. But jeez these things have to change. And but I wish there was only one thing. But there's a number of things. Mm.
0: Hey, Mark! Lovely to have you on the program. Look forward to his show, Mark Stafford, uh, weekdays here on SENZ from uh, 12 o'clock. Just running through those statistics for you. So Ian Foster currently running at 63% win rate against all nations. If you remove the wins against teams outside of the IRB top 10, that drops to 54.5%. That is just simply not good enough. I don't beg for much. In fact, I don't really beg full stop. As I said earlier, I believe... In a lot of things. I'm very liberal in my approach to life. But please, please, Ian Foster, listen to the country, mate. Do the honourable thing. Do the right thing. This is not about you, mate. You're not going to turn this team around. As much as your players love you, you're not. You haven't learned anything in the losses. You haven't made significant change. You still believe that you have the ability to put the ingredients back in that God clearly left out. You believe that you can turn a donkey into a thoroughbred. You somehow believe Sam Kane sits alongside of Michael Jones and the Josh Cromfelds and the Richie McCaw's. The Murray's. And some of the great loose forwards that we've had over the years. Text that's come in, Foster coached the Chiefs for 10 years and won nothing. Another one. Afternoon team, let's be very blunt here. When the New Zealand Rugby Union said they were backing Ian Foster, all they were doing is putting a smoke cloud above all the blood on the floor. What was Foster thinking when taking the whole front row off at 44 minutes? Why would you do that against a team that play it all through the front door. You may as well just hand the keys over. Sam Kane coming off just shows me that he was running for cover. That comes from Anthony. He says, great show. Appreciate the texts that have come in. Jump on the phones, though. The lines are open. Vent. Vent. Mm -hmm. Do what Manchester United do when they're not going well. It's protest against the owners, the Glazers. 800 150 it's not going to be all doom and gloom this afternoon because Liverpool won 9-0. And we will start singing You'll Never Walk Alone. Ben's going to sing it along with me. That in itself is worth listening. We'll bring Ben into the programme shortly because he's been down watching the Dart Masters as well and we're going to do that after 3 o'clock. Spare lines. One of, the spare, one of the few occasions this afternoon we've had an opportunity. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me what changes you'd make. Would you make any? Do you agree with Mark Stafford? the end of the day this is a coaching issue why would you take Samasone Takiaho off what soft tissue well based on that Richie McCall would have been given 10 minutes in a test match and gone off it's the All Blacks man harden up I hate to say it but we currently got the lunatics running the asylum haven't we Just some more texts that have come in in the void. They've been rolling in thick and fast. Someone texting in saying, Mr. Foster, have some self-awareness and do the right thing. You are simply not the best person to be coaching this team. The team is not responding to you. Jason Ryan Joe Schmidt are good coaches. Anthony texting in, get hold of the media team for the All Blacks and demand an interview with the All Blacks and let the Lions eat him. He needs to hear it from the public. Well, that's the problem, though. I mean, your main broadcaster, which is Sky Television, are a PR firm. I actually approached Sky about doing a a show along those lines where I wanted to take uh, the movers and shakers in sport and put them under the grill. Um, You know, send them the questions, uh, not the follow-up questions. I didn't want to ambush them, but wanted to, you know, get to the bottom of it. Um, But no, they want to make authentic television. Basically, they just want to box tick and be politically correct and don't give a damn whether they've got an audience or not. Just want to make sure they're doing the right thing. Um, and they're just cheerleaders. And so they're not going to ask the hard questions, are they? They're going to avoid it because they somehow think by being a PR firm that the next time the rugby rights roll around, that New Zealand rugby is going to consider that. The only thing New Zealand rugby are going to consider when it comes to television rights, who pays the most? And it's a real shame. Uh, Ted just texted and I have the option of going to Mount Smart or Waikato Stadium this Saturday. Should I go to Raglan instead? Oh, that is brilliant, Ted. Go to Raglan, big guy. Go to Raglan. Go and watch some Lawn Bowls, mate. Oh, dear. Go and watch Mount Smart. They're giving free tickets away. That's where the Warriors have got. And then you've got Stacey Jones coming out after they get beaten by 45-odd points and said he was actually happy with the performance. It was improved. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. That's how bad the Warriors brand's got. We now oh, we got beaten by 45 points, but it was improved performance. Really? Really? Oh, I was just watching Sam Gaze there winning that mountain bike um, short course, short track world championship. And um, I I just thought, this is a guy who's won gold at the Commonwealth Games. He spends so much time overseas chasing the World Cup circuits. He'd kill to be able to go and live in a beachfront apartment and get paid half a million dollars a year, Um, but he can't. And it doesn't bother him, because he's just a hard bastard with a big heart who wants to represent his country and be the best he can be. And then we're sold, we're sold the sob story of the Warriors who have now telling us that it was improved performance getting beaten by 45 points. God. You know, it's gonna start happening to the all blacks shortly. It's absolutely dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, what have we come to? What have we come to in this country? Uh, another text that's come in. Uh, we've listened to this radio station all week. Um, all week, talk that team and management up. And this, okay, so we've listened to this radio station all week, talk this team and management up, and referring to Israel Dag. Mawanga is great and the best 10 in the country. Trent's saying, no way, he was running around like a lost cat. Under pressure, he always goes missing. Dino's text, and unfortunately, this nightmare will continue for the next 12 months. This lot are very, very ordinary. Super rugby is not international level. Coaching, captain are so poor. This is the bar they have set. We are expected to accept it. What a load of crap! Yeah. Hey, I'm um, just text us. What do you reckon Ted should do? Should Ted? <laughs> Ted's clearly been in the naughty chair. He's been punished. His wife said to him, Ted, I don't want to yell at you anymore, Ted. I'm going to inflict this punishment. You can choose. You can watch the All Blacks in Hamilton next week, or you can go and watch the Warriors. He's like, please don't take me to either. Please, I'm so sorry. I'll mow the lawns. I'll wash the windows. Please don't make me go to either. Nobody deserves that. Hmm. Incredibly, incredibly disappointing. Yeah, anyway. um, Mike's texting, my take from the last night was total lack of leadership from all the senior players, mindless kicking and trying to play the Pumas at their strength. Yeah, I watched at one point Richie Mwanga with the cross-field kick, and you're like, God, you've just done everything to maintain possession, to get possession, and then you just kick the damn ball away. Aimless kick. Oh. Give it back. You might as well have just turned it over at the breakdown. As a caller said earlier, all Argentina really offered was great defence and a bit of direct running. It might have been Mark Stafford. We couldn't break it down, could we? Argentina. Think about it. Argentina. They are a minnow, really, when you look at the sport in that country compared to, say, football. They beat us in Christchurch, a nation where we get guys like James Lowe go overseas, where we let Charles Piatel go, Stephen Lewatua go. We're telling players constantly reasons why they're not good enough to make the All Blacks. You know a guy I'd like to see in this All Black team, and people might laugh at me, but he might just be a surprise package, Alex Nankerville. Take him on the end of the tour. Play him at centre. See what he's like. 11 minutes away from three. There are spare lines. Jump on the phone and have your say. I know it's a beautiful day out there and probably a lot of people are now chilling. Warriors and all blacks are probably sleeping in after their hangover. Probably went clubbing last night. We'll take a break. We'll come back with you, Jesse. Gary Francis from Swimming New Zealand will join us after three o'clock. New Zealand Short Course Championships have just uh, wrapped up. Now, we just had a text come in before we go to Jesse. I like this one. Three blokes were arrested last night for disruptive behaviour at the All Blacks-Argentina game. However, instead of being asked to leave the ground, they were made to watch the remaining 15 minutes of the match. That comes from Bill. Very clever, Bill. I like it. Hi, Jesse.
3: Oh, Mark, how are you, mate?
0: Yeah, good, mate. Well, not so good, mate, but anyway...
3: Oh mate, I wanted to ring you. When I, heard, when I heard you were on the radio this morning, I thought Mark will speak some sense to these bloody All Black coaches. They need to go full on the sword, and
0: he does need to, doesn't he? He needs to now. He's going to damage. Well, he's going to damage is, his own mate, reputation, and he's just going to look like he just doesn't. You know, it's just his uh, ego.
3: Yeah, it is. And it's and it's at some point are we just going to tolerate? Are we going to tolerate these losses like the Warriors tolerate losses?
0: Well, we're starting to, aren't we? You know, that's the problem. Apathy creeps in. You know, you start to, you start to go. Well, we don't want that. And you know, a lot of people light up and talk back, and then we lose next week. And still, people phone up, but it's not as many as the week before. And then they lose again. And you know, and then it does become accepted. And we can't allow that to happen. We just cannot allow that to happen, Jesse.
4: I'm
3: considering. I brought a new Altrad jersey, and I'm sorry to say that I'm considering putting petrol on it and burning the jersey.
0: Video it, send it to us, and we'll put it up online, mate. But don't if really, they, don't really do, th- a, don't, don't really do up- that with Jesse. Yeah.
3: No, look. If they if they come up with another loss, I will be burning the jersey.
0: Well, we've got Argentina next week, maybe on the end of the year. Wales, we've we not we've only lost three times in our history to them and we are going to haven't lost since 1953. Yeah. That's going to happen. Then we've got to play Scotland, who have never beaten us. They pushed us a few years oh. back. They're a good side at the moment, Scotland. Oh. Then we've got to finish with England. We could end up going to the Northern Hemisphere and losing all three tests. <laughs> but, hey, hey, don't worry. We'll get it right for the World Cup. Apologise well, we, to me, New Zealand rugby. And we've got the three Brarrett brothers and they grew up and played together in the backyard in Taranaki.
3: Hold on, Richie. Richie Mawang has got the pretty silver boots on.
0: Oh, hey, hey, and get on, um, yeah, get, get on social media because Rico Awani will have somehow put in some uh, animation of fire coming off his boots. Because man, he went to Auckland Grammar School, and they were superstars at Auckland Grammar School, and they still think they're superstars. <laughs> Jesse but you're it, love you Love you Thank you. You're losing to Argentina. I know. Unbelievable. Yep. You're a patriot, Jesse. Love your work. Thank you.
1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.